the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers gardening south texas on 9 30 a.m the answer milton wick along with dr calvin finch dr jerry parsons is wandering around the nursery inspecting the plants so yeah we're not sure where but no he's right there i can see him in fact if you come and buy your uh, plants today they may have been personally inspected by dr jerry parsons uh he's not hearing me stay close Hold on, because we got the we got the thing, so he should be able. We're broadcasting into the nursery, so he should be able to hear us. Hold on, how do I page him? Doctor Jerry Parsons, please come to the porch. Doctor Jerry Parsons, please come to the porch. Let's see if he hears that. No, he's not. He's not getting none of this. He's he's engulfed and uh, just uh, he's uh, he's engulfed. He's engulfed. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. All right, so here's a report from Milton's Garden. The cyclamen are still doing great. Um, monarch just flew by us. Yeah. Oh, is that, I was wondering if that was a monarch. Yeah. There, there it goes. It's going to land on the purple lantana. Yeah. It likes that. So... Uh, yeah, it's a pretty one. Now, is it a little late for it to be here? It's getting close. Okay. Um, but there's still quite a few of them. Uh, I've noticed them in my uh, yard and then uh, some of the neighbors, too, that have butterfly gardens. So. Oh, oh sh- sh- Trace is here. <laughs> and and that's why you ought to, you know, just uh, get Lantana. Uh, he's, he's not buying it. <laughs> Hi, Trace. Pleasure. Well, I've, you've we lost ta- me, too. Oh, I was trying to pretend like we were talking about Trace. It was a joke. Oh. We were talking about the monarchs that, that you've got here. Oh, and okay. the lantanas this time of the year, they just yeah. seem to shift their allegiance to lantanas. Yeah, I really do. I think that purple lantana is just a, a San Antonio fall winter superstar. Uh, that's, yeah. That's my opinion. Is a- For a perennial... Oh yeah, I mean they're pretty prettier annuals, but I like the purple because it's a perennial. And you didn't tell me if I'm wrong on any of this, and it seems to to do really well in the fall and this winter in San Antonio. It loves fall and winter and it's early spring. Spring yeah. is good too. Yeah. And, oh, uh, is that right? Okay. So it's the least likely of all the lantanas to defoliate for winter. Oh. Okay. Well, that makes sense, because when I've seen them, they look like the ones that you've got there in the in the number one pots. They're separate separate species. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. And uh, of course, there's there, there's some white ones there too, and still in the 
available. Same. All right. Same variety. Dr. Parsons is now on the porch. Did you hear us paging you? Oh. Okay. Yeah, we were paging we're you. We're on the air. Through, we're on the air. We're paging you through the show. He's trying to be polite that you're late. Uh, no, no, no. That's okay. He was inspecting. He was doing a, uh, a gardening thing there, so he was inspecting, I think, your, all your vegetables. So yeah. yes, uh, get, get, get close to the mic. There you go. All right. Yes, sir? Uh, interesting thing I, I found over there. I don't know where you got those. Uh, you got other broccoli, uh, another broccoli instead of uh, as well as green magic. Lieutenants. It's, it's uh have you, were they lieutenants? Huh? Were they lieutenants? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, the broccoli they have over there is uh, Pac-Man. P-A-C-K-M-A-N. And we, that's a, that's a, what is a good broccoli. I don't think it's as good as uh, Green Magic, but, uh. I hadn't seen Pac-Man. I thought about Pac-Man for a long time. I don't like the name, though. Huh? Why don't you? I like don't it? like the name. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't like. I like name. Lieutenant better and uh, <laughs> Green Magic better. The just the name. But if somebody, why is it called Pac-Man? Anyone? Anyone? No. No. Okay. Looks I like thought there was a named after the the little. The game? The game. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't think that was spelled. Yeah, <laughs> why would they name it? Is it spelled, spelled P-A-C-K? I don't believe so. Oh, is it spelled P-A-K? P-A-C, rather? I think so. Oh, yeah, that's the game. Yeah, you would probably. No, no, no. no. That is that is the game. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, you think it was named? Oh, okay. Hmm. You might. Maybe you it's because you have to munch it. There you go. Well, it might relate, too, to the uh, ease of uh, harvesting and packaging it the boring <laughs> but it might that would actually make sense and that that is a uh, unusual uh dianthus out there at the very end red one it holds its bloom straight up and the bloom i think is larger than the regular uh dianthus that we get yeah, it's, it holds and bloom up straight up. Lots of dianthus. You see, uh, you see it. You can see the bloom. It's at the very end of that that red or pink. You see how well you can see the bloom. Yeah. What amazes me this year is the uh, stocks. Yeah. And, and how they've uh, held up and continue to bloom. Foliage looks good. Is that a new selection, Trace, or yeah. the one we've had in past years? Well, so there's two different growers, uh, three different growers, actually. The four-inch pots came from one place. These 10-inch pots came from another place because the first place we normally would get them from didn't have them. Oh, okay. Hmm. So three different possibilities. Only two of them are here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But apparently Jerry likes that one. Well, I mean, it's showier. Mm-hmm. The bloom is slightly bigger than the standard dianthus or pinks, but uh, it really displays. See the rest of that uh, that uh, bench 
display is yeah, our diathesis. Table, yeah. The old diathesis. But look at the one you see. The yeah, one the, on the one end. on the far end. Yeah. Well, if, if anything, if it's just if it's like anything like last year, then uh, it'll just like the lantanas, it'll become more attractive. Yeah. To the. Uh, uh, the plants looking for nectar. And dianthus is one of the ones that you keep mentioning when you talk about the butterflies, too. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. What, that's yeah. what we mean, yeah. yeah. But it's and it's funny how they they go in uh, streaks, <laughs> you know, just like the lantanas are, seem to be really especially attractive to the butterflies now. Hmm. But the dianthus last year did the same thing, and it was uh, unbelievable, the kind of... Yeah, we when we were sitting Coverage, on the porch, we, yeah, yeah, they were getting a lot of uh, a lot of attention from the butterflies. All the different butterflies liked them. The and table then, was vibrating with, you know, that, well, the the alyssum has gotten a lot of attention. Too. Yeah, yeah. Between you, if you yeah. got if you got alyssum, sweet peas, stocks, those are pretty pretty uh, super uh, <laughs> fragrant flowers. Oh yeah, as I was walking in. The uh, uh, the uh, 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 fragrant one, uh, not stocks. Yeah, yeah, the stocks at the at the entrance uh, got me first. Then I went on down a little further off, and then the listen got me. <laughs> and I was talking to one of the regular employees here. And uh, she said, well, she said, <laughs> she loves to come over and smell uh, alyssum for a little while and then go over and and uh, bask in the uh, Christmas tree uh, fragrance. Hmm. Speaking of which, that'll be a segue. Uh, Trace, since we've been here last Saturday and Sunday, there's something new here. We have... Our cut Christmas trees, yep. and lots of them too. A pretty good chunk of our wreaths, but um, so if you're interested in a live wreath uh, or cut wreath, however you want to put it, uh, I would not procrastinate because uh, oh it's, wow, it's limited. Oh okay, and so this is a fresh cut wreath, yep. and so it's very fragrant, if, if I remember correctly, and it's kind of unique in that I think are, are most of the wreaths that you get artificial. We don't buy wreaths, so I'm not sure, but. Well, many I, I would always do a live wreath. Okay. Cool. And we do sell uh, anti-transparent, which is the uh, uh, kind of like anti-perspirant oh, okay. for cut greenery. So it stops it from sweating. Yeah, so it does water it down all the time. So, yeah. You know what and else? What kind of trees do you have? Hang on. Hang on, Calvin. Hold on. We have Fraser yes. fir. Fraser fir. All kinds of different sizes. All the way up to, I think there's a 13-footer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, Nobles, and I believe that's uh, 5 foot to 8, maybe 9 feet. And Nordmans. Nordmans, yay. So the Frasers came from Wisconsin. Okay. And the Nordmans and... That was I'm thinking, uh, no, it was uh, Oregon. Oregon, okay. For and, the Nordmans and the Nobles. And each tree has its own little unique. Uh, one of them is like the most popular. Fraser's the most popular. Okay. 
the noble as a thicker branch structure so if you got big heavy ornaments uh that's the tree you go with and uh nordmans they're a beautiful tree Uh but they don't have much fragrance so people that have issues having cut christmas trees in their house can use that one with like allergies or reaction to Uh it yeah cool all right well they're all over there and then um what makes them special about the way you guys do it so every tree everywhere is pretty much cut at the same time mm-hmm. what makes us different is as soon as they get here we start giving them a fresh cut and that way uh, we can put them on a stand and they can start taking up water immediately so ours under any circumstance are going to be fresher than anybody else's you have gotten trees back because you have the program afterwards where they can bring the tree back to be uh mulched up uh but you've told me this, and I've seen them when they come in the parking lot now. I don't know when they bought them, but uh, but that have been bought, like now, and then come back after the holidays, and they look great. They, they look, look just like they left. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. And the stand, Jerry likes the stand because it's sturdy. It's, it is sturdy, and you don't have to do anything other than stand the tree up. Yeah, all my, all my years as a Christmas tree procurer. Uh, I've seen a lot of horror stories where we use one of those little flimsy... Uh, one of those little red tin ones with the green legs yeah. that you got to get lined up just right. <laughs> and uh, they fall over. And young, sure. It doesn't even take a big a big dog to do it. Oh. Uh-uh. But... Uh, what about, what about a group of feral cats? Could they take a tree down? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes? Yes. <laughs> But uh, those those stands won't fall over. And you say, well, I don't care if they fall over or not. I'll just pick them up and put more water in there. You, and, ca- uh, you care when you got uh, $100 worth of lights? Well, actually, nowadays it might mm. be three or $400 worth of lights. And the ornaments that were handed down over time. Oh. Yeah. Un- yeah. Unreplaceable. So, yeah. So uh, good, good stand is key. I know a lot of people are uh, going to uh, are already talking about getting Christmas trees. I've seen people on Facebook that are posting their Christmas trees. Uh, so we, we've already sold a good dozen. Yeah, I don't doubt it. So come on to Mill Burgers. It's a holiday tradition. If it's your tradition, come on over now. If it's uh, not your tradition, come by and consider making it yours. And uh, speaking of, oh, go ahead, Kevin. Well, I was just thinking too. The there's an alternative that uh, we'll have. Uh, an article a week from Saturday on live Christmas trees. And the advantage there is you get a t- very attractive tree for decoration and mm-hmm. for the holidays, but you also get a tree that will uh, become part of your landscape, permanent part of your landscape. No, I like that idea, too. The uh, spe- yeah, the varieties that Milbergers has here are um, successful in terms of uh, living and surviving for a long time. Well, I was going to mention, too, the we talked about those fragrance. It, it's hard to beat the f- fragrance, even with all these Christmas trees and the uh, flowers that we talked about. That rosemary, those little rosemary, oh, gosh, they're, they're fragrant, too. And uh, they're, they're, It confuses the senses, Milton. There's confu- so many good smells. Oh, okay. Ooh, ooh, I have a question. I have a question. Someone call on me. Milton. Thank you. Thank you, Trace. Yes. Um, okay, so last week we talked about the, with the live trees that you don't want to keep them in the house for too long. Correct. Okay. So we know, asking for a friend, 
there are people that will bring them in the house and then just and then they, they just want to keep them there because they want the tree in the house. Is there one variety that we have that is more uh, forgiving when it comes to staying in the house? So if I know my temperament is going to be, you know, I'll, I'm going to forget and it's I don't want to leave. but It's not a good idea. Okay, just don't do it. Now, you don't, okay. you don't have to be quite as fussy as some of the because I've got two, a Deodor Cedar yeah. and an Arizona Cypress that are both uh, about 30 foot tall mm-hmm. and started out as live Christmas trees. And both of them spent at least two weeks in the house. Okay. So they they can they can survive that, but you got to be a little careful too. You don't want them in the, you know, full sun or getting a blast of a, uh, the the uh, western oh. sun every day. And it's yeah. just just a lot. You can go from uh, no stress to stress that makes that that two day recommendation uh, pretty important. We what, t- what what happens if you leave them in the house too long? They, they just. Uh, I, I guess they just uh, uh, lose some, lose some needles, uh, needles and uh, have a little problem. But the it's not like, remember the old days, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's the old all days. I remember. Yeah, when, <laughs> when we uh, those trees, we if we brought the trees into the, uh, uh, the building or. Yeah, I remember some when we used to be at our our uh, office, and they, you know, if they were in three weeks, four weeks, they would start to decline really pretty mm. severely. These trees that, that Milberger's has here, uh, just like Milton mentioned, uh, they don't, they're not inclined to decline. They they they've been taken care of. They're trees that are especially um, hardy. And uh, a suit and suited for this kind of situation. Okay, I have another question, and then we got to go to break. So, on the living, we talked about on the fresh cut trees. We got to go to a break, Milton. We'll talk about that when we get back. Oh, man. Uh. No respect. <laughs> All right, Jerry says we got to go to a Re- break. So, we'll take a Jerry wants sweet. a break. Yeah, the, oh, okay. <laughs> so, we'll come back in a moment. 210 308 8867. We got to go, Milton. We're taking a break now yeah. on 9 30 a.m. The answer. Just look around and you will see. There's a little bit. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. All right, now. Uh, what were you saying before the break? Well, before that, I want to tell you if you've got pest problems. Oh, that was what you were thinking about. Now, nah, but I will tell you in a second. Okay. Um, and I bet Spider-Man could actually help me with this problem too, because he knows a lot about horticulture. <laughs> but the problem that you may have is you've got bugs. If you you may have mosquitoes from the uh, recent dampness and rain. Uh, you may have rats, roaches. We'll have to ask Warren to call us. I have a feeling that Warren is out somewhere. Yeah, um, chasing those little bambies. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I've been having some problems with flies. Oh, have you? They're young, little small flies. I guess okay. they just hatched or something. <laughs> but <laughs> so, we leave the back door open so the oh. dogs can go in. And out. Huh. And those stupid things, they get on you. And they will not go away. Are they biting? 
Huh? Are they biting? biting? No, no, no. Yeah, uh, a few weeks ago they were biting. Now, <laughs> now mine aren't biting either. I don't know what, huh. what makes them inclined to do the biting. And okay, well, so if you've got a, if you got fl- biting flies or non-biting flies, <laughs> biting roaches or non-biting roaches, if you've got biting rats, you've got a big problem. Oh, you need to call yeah. Spider-Man <laughs> Termite and Pest Control now. At 210-656-3721. Spider-Man has been doing this since 1976. Is an expert in San Antonio on pest control and an expert in Texas and an expert in the United States. And he's right here in San Antonio. He'll look at the problem uh, and look at it holistically. So what he may suggest to Jerry is... uh, Maybe not keep that door open for the uh, dogs, but we don't know. <laughs> he may not, but anyway. He's got all those feral cats, so you'd think they could oh. chase off the rats. Yeah. No. Those feral cats. You know, they make Anyway, two one zero six five six. Hold on, 3721. 210-656-3721, or com. That's the website where you can read all the great reviews and find out all their services. Go SpiderManPest.com. All right, yes, sir. You know, they they make a cartridge shell that they call, that contains what they call rat shot. Uh-huh. And, uh, and the neat thing about rat shot in the house, especially, <laughs> is that it won't shoot through the wall. Really? Yeah. All right. I, I, well, I, if you use a regular solid bullet, It'll go through the wall. I'm guessing you did not get that advice from Spider-Man. But, what? Yeah. I mean, if you, you got rats biting you. The advice of Dr. Jerry Parsons you, is purely as known as it does not reflect the sponsors, the employees. The, I, I, I would guess shot. that Jeremy didn't give him yeah. the advice, too. Yeah, Jeremy is not going to let you get up there and shoot the rats with, <laughs> with the rat shot. With rat shot. He will not. And he's got a good reason. All right, two one zero. You think they call it rat shot? That's what uh, it's made for rats. Or maybe the rats are shooting it. Uh, you're maybe right the rats use. Okay, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Here was my question. So give us a call because uh, uh, I think I'm exhausting the guys with my questions. <laughs> All right, the living Christmas trees. Yeah. Um, we talked about the fresh cut and. How you need to keep it watered, watch it, do all that, and and to keep it looking good. You mentioned don't don't give it the full blast of western sun. Do you need to kind of do special watering instructions, watering uh, regime with uh, that? Because it's, it's it is in a container. Uh, so are you doing anything special as to watering for your live Christmas tree? Well, yeah, you do. You need to. You, the reservoir situation is is di- different. Um, it's a little harder to, 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 you know, when you've got that nice uh, big bowl. Yeah. yeah, and you can see when the water is high or low. But on your, you don't want your uh, pot, your container soggy. Because, yeah. Because you're dealing with the, the floor and everything. But you you want it relatively moist uh but they're they the trees that are 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 generally selected for live christmas trees uh at least the ones here at millburgers they they generally survive pretty well okay but you can yeah you could have a problem if you overwatered or or generally it's underwater that happens i I think probably the best way to water one of those big trees 
uh, is put it in a pot in a container of standing water. You know, just up about two, Shallow, three, yeah. two or three inches and uh, oh, okay. water it from the bottom. Okay. And uh, do that about, leave it in there a couple of hours. And uh, then do that about every week or every week or so. Well, you can tell if you've got a, a, ba- a container that's a little bigger than your pot. Yeah, yeah. You can tell when it needs water. That's a good yeah. That's a good idea there. And it sucks that water up uh, yeah. if it's really dry. Yeah. And we're talking about uh, two uh, two weeks or less or four weeks. I, um, I, don't, I don't see a lot of problem with four weeks on a lot of these unless you've you put got it in a pretty challenging location. Yeah. But the easiest place is if you got it on a patio... Or on the front yeah. porch or someplace, yep. but it works slick. It works. It works good. And then you got a, then you got a tree to fit your landscape. I'm wondering uh, that that recommendation of using live Christmas trees is what twenty, thirty years old, and uh, that idea about uh, not leaving them in there more than. What do they say? A week or two weeks? Well, some now the they're house. now they're starting on two days. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's been tested. I, I believe that's an old recommendation. Well, I'm thinking it's a new recommendation. I'm trying to figure out the motivation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because in the old days, we never hesitated. Uh, you know, I know in my columns, I used to mention you know two to four weeks, and yeah. And uh, I was trying to remember if I ever ever had a problem with that, but I don't remember it. Like I said, will they? Will they? If you leave them in there longer, will they lose needles? It could. It depends on the. If you have old balsam fir or yeah, yeah. some of those old varieties. And but I'm uh, wondering about these newer ones. I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think they're pretty. Like same. We went through the same thing on uh, poinsettia. You remember how you let them go dry one time, and they'd lose every leaf they got, except the colorful one. But uh, we used to never, <laughs> you know, they, they were just notorious for losing their leaves if they ever dried out. These now, these new varieties, they're pretty tough. Yeah. They can dry down two or three times. But that's not a good thing, but, but they're a lot more tolerant than the old varieties were. So I'm just uh, wondering if uh, that's the same thing with a Christmas tree, a living Christmas tree. We should have, Milton should run one of his tests. There you go. Because if it lives in Milton's house. Mm -hmm. There you go. I mean, it'll live anywhere. (laughs) Of course. uh, That's the slogan. Okay, Milton, you up to that? I think my slogan is, if it grows... It's if I've bought it and it grows, it's a miracle. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't that? Was that the David? No, uh, David. If it grows, he knows. I guess. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, another, another Christmas miracle, huh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What else is going on? 
Okay, back to these trees. Trees. Uh, oh, okay. I thought you well, might are... want to talk about the tomatoes. <laughs> they have tomatoes in here? Oh, the tomatoes are going going strong. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm uh, Lots of nice, big... They're not getting color yet, but that's... Yeah. With the weather the way it is. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, let's see, la- last year... Uh, 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 who's our master guard? Uh, Jim, uh, uh, Jimmy, not Jimmy, uh, the guy that grows, puts, cuts, t- takes the water, takes the blue, uh, tomatoes and puts them in the, on the counter when they get green or just beginning to turn, uh, get just turn James? pink or, yeah, li- yeah. Oh, a lot of people do that. Yeah. But uh, you say, well, I'm I'm just gonna wait till they ripen on the vine. They won't ripen on the vine. From now on, I doubt if they'll ripen on the vine. Now you can. Now, maybe the little ones will. Cherries or uh, crystal. Uh, uh, the P H N nine sixty eights and um, yeah, the others. They yeah they they got a lot of fruit. Now, the, the problem, one of the problems are that the uh, ones that get color get harvested by the, the birds and the squirrels, oh, too. Okay. Okay. So so it's a good idea to, if you see any color, yeah. full size, any color, get them inside and, and then they'll ripen in, inside. Have you done yeah. that with cherry tomatoes? Huh? Have you done that with a small yeah. tomato? And most, yeah, mostly I scarf them Yeah, up. that's right, eat them first. Let them ripen in your stomach. <laughs> but, but anyway. Uh, but they're uh, all the tycoons and the uh, well, red snappers and yeah. uh, celebrities and all. That red snappers turned out to be a pretty good tomato. Yeah. They're all they're all looking pretty strange. In one, one part of my garden, uh, just wiped out by... Uh, by the roots? spider mites. Oh, spider mites. And I, then those that are in the containers, the big half whiskey barrel con- uh, plastic containers, looking really good and got lots of lots of nice fruit on them. So. Yeah. The uh, I tell you something that's amazed me is uh, peppers in containers. Uh, you know, my son, son and uh, girlfriend. I got some. He he wanted some serrano peppers. This was the kid that ate the little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, they let they let them dry down. They dried, lost all their leaves, but you could still see the peppers on them. But so I took them took them home and uh, kept kept them watered. And. Uh, they're setting. They're blooming and setting fruit now. Yeah, the the uh, jalapenos are really. I haven't had great luck with the, uh, oh, the bananas or the, uh, oh the the big, uh, oh, mild peppers. Yeah. Really. But the jalapenos and the serena serranos are really producing a lot of fruit. Right. And Let's say you had Ms. Nether is uh Jalapeno, La Joe. Yeah. And uh, you say it's doing pretty good too. Yeah, they're doing. They're okay. doing fine. 
All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. So how is your garden growing? You want to brag on something? You call us at 210-308-8867. We won't make you feel, you know, bad if you're not doing well with it. But we <laughs> want to hear some bragging stories. What's the rain supposed to be? Are we? Is there any rain in the forecast? For Hell the, no. Oh, man. Quit mentioning that rain. I'm sorry. It doesn't rain here, man. Oh. Haven't you figured that out for it, the last four years? It used to. <laughs> Uh, I think they're talking 20% on the Monday after Thanksgiving. Calvin, when are you going to do another article on drought and water conservation? Uh. <laughs> that usually gets it to rain. <laughs> what, what's that? Was Am I mixing my stories, or did that yeah. story come out in October, the same weekend that we had the big flooding thing, or... Is that yeah, my imagination? Uh, or? At least one time it did. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Yeah. All right. 2103. You have 20% chance on uh, Monday night. 20%, huh? Mm-hmm. That's not, not very exciting. No, it's not very exciting. Okay, Calvin. Look at look at those church caps. Yeah, those yeah. are pretty. Do they look different than we usually think a church cap? They're, li- they're a little... Uh, Larger. More rose-colored than they are. And they're larger. Blooms. Much larger blooms. But the foliage is smaller. Yeah, the foliage is okay. But that's, that is, I'm convinced, that's got some of that uh, fall turks cap in the breeding. Uh, I, they made me crazy last year. They set them over there behind where we're sitting and uh i i uh greg greg's been doing some greg grant's been doing some breeding on those uh in fact i think that that may be a parent of his uh, <laughs> uh pink one his pink uh are you watching the dog yeah <laughs> okay sorry oh the dog's got a got a route cherry yeah he recognized the monarch butterfly. Oh. And then he recognized some of the staff members and uh. gone through there. Okay, so we were talking about Turk's cap. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, He's given Greg, of course, he gives Greg credit for everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think Greg ever, he used that in the breeding of his Pam's Pink Turk's cap. Now, Trace is back here. And I'm going to ask him the same question that I asked him Trace <laughs> last is, year. He's going to stop coming up on the porch with us. Because these, I swear, these Turks cap have got bigger bloom. There's two types of Turks cap we grow around here. Uh, one that blooms mainly in the fall. And, of course, the one that blooms all the time is, is, is a smaller bloom. Maybe half size of the ones you're got right there but well, you say that uh, there is one called big mama yeah that's greg that's red yeah so um, but that's not it, is it i i doubt it that grower i can't imagine did the the larger one no, he's okay. gonna go look real quick 
All right. I tell you what, we'll take a quick break right now. It just, uh, just kind of snuck up on us. So yeah, it's two, time to take a break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More after this on 930 AM, The Answer. I got to go. I got Texas in my soul. Dallas, Fort Worth, San Angelo, Houston, Austin, or El Paso. I got to go. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Don't forget, when you're getting ready to do that project in the yard, our friends at CPS Energy want you to remember that before you dig on any project, any project, whether it's landscaping or a sprinkler system install, call 811. It's that easy. Or go online at texas811.org to have underground utilities marked. This is a free service, and it is the Law. law. It's like gravity. It's not just a good idea. It's, al- the, it's the law. They've also got a good article in the Express News about their uh, rebate program. Mm-hmm. You can check that out. Yeah. But, and but, we've got, uh, t- Milbergers has got most of the trees that are recommended or f- fit the re- rebate program. So yeah. you might want to check that article out or at least uh, or go to the Internet uh, the website for uh, CPS take advantage of that rebate. And uh, a reminder again, the Texas law requires everyone to contact Texas 811 at least two working days before digging or doing any type of ground disturbance. Keep in mind that violations could result in fines. All righty. Or death. I guess so, yeah. Once utility line markers are in place, you'll be able to see where it is safe to dig. No one likes surprises. <laughs> like That's a surprise. Yes, that's a surprise, like broken utility lines. So before you grab your shovel, what are you going to do? You're going to grab your phone and contact 811. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. What are those trees in? Are they in 5 gallons or 20, 10 gallons? What, which trees? 20 gallons, the ones... For the debate, the, the rebate. Oh, the rebate. Well, it has to be a five-gallon or larger. Larger. And so you get fifty dollars off whatever size it is. Off there. your off your bill from them, not from us. Yes. And so that means up to five trees. Yeah. They got to be planted in the right place. And, and the right uh, varieties, but they're they're easier on the varieties than we are, as far as recommendation. Yeah. Hey, did I see some... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, some pretty poinsettias hanging, leaving, too? You did. Yeah. yeah these are gorgeous. Them. There were some beautiful white ones that... Do you have some new ones? I don't think I've seen poinsettias like that. They had a different bloom so on them. So last oh, year, I think it was the first year, and, and the grower that we get these from does a lot of the trials. In fact, they used to do a lot of the cuttings for other growers, hmm. but they came out with a small bloom white one that is mm-hmm. just spectacular, and a small bloom pink one that's spectacular. Look, look, well, I'm, you can't see it now. She's wheeling over by where the white truck that's is. That's the white one. Yeah, the small bloom white one. Yep. I, with the yellow flowers behind it. Oh. Yep. Yeah, with the yellow flowers. And she's one. got the white white uh, in her hair, too, that matches the poinsettia. Okay, you should go tell her that, Calvin. No, <laughs> please don't. Sure yes, a, please don't. It's very attractive. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to be reminded they're getting older other than She's actually got a Jerry. No, Jerry doesn't I think she, she actually, I think, uh, but she's this probably. Is a, this is a decorative thing. Very yes. attractive. Okay, there you go. 
I wonder if she can hear us. All right, 210-308-8867. That's okay. Jerry Parsons. Did you, want, you, did you want to tell you tell what Jerry saw, or you already told Jerry, and he'll tell us, about the uh, Turks cap? No, okay. I have no idea. Oh, okay, I thought you went to look at it. Well, I did, but I told him. Okay, no, what did, no, what no, did I you, forgot about it. What did he tell you? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> They're the regular ones. They're the regular ones, okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but... Uh, Anyway, you, you see that see that one out under that mesquite tree uh, over there by the butterfly yeah. garden against the fence. That little one, you wouldn't be able to see it. You wouldn't be able to see the blooms on. You can see every bloom on that one. So I'm thinking that that that's the larger one. That uh, we call call it uh, tropical turkshead. That's why I asked Trace. I said, well, "Did uh, you ever buy any of those in the spring?" No, no you remember in the, the old days at the uh, botanical garden. No, the the downtown area where we had the garden. Yeah, Master Gardeners grew the the garden. Yeah, they had those big those big plants, the big big church cap. Yeah, that, that grew uh, eight foot tall. Oh and, yeah, and they were spectacular. Cover the hummingbirds loved them and butterflies. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when they bloomed? Did they bloom in the fall? Mainly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember. I, do, I remember the temperatures were mild, though. Yeah. Uh, and it surprised it surprised me because they were down that the uh, uh, west side of the of the planting. Yeah. But they, yeah, they were they were pretty expensive. Yeah. Compare when you compare them to the the little ones we're used to with the yeah. tiny little flowers. There these, you go. These guys were huge with big flowers. Kind of like that right there. Except well, they tall. They grow taller. But uh, anyway, they've got some of these, whether they're tropical or the regular ones, and uh, supposedly the deer won't eat. Uh, hmm. Like I said, I've seen I've seen places that the yard was full of those uh, turk scap, <coughs> and the deer walking all around them. Really? Over, over but, Bandera, over but you're Blanco. Seeing, have you seen some though where the deer are eating them? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> but and so I said, well, we'll try them over at Forest Appleton's house at Hollywood Park. They ate them overnight, yeah. mm-hmm. the plants I brought in. Of course, maybe that could have been, there's no no doubt where they were uh, at in uh, uh, off Blanco, right across from uh, St. George School. But, uh, I mean, that's all he had. He said the deer won't touch them. Huh. And uh, sure enough, when I was there, the deer were walking amongst them oh, and no. uh, not touching them. Well, the deer in my neighborhood, they reach in. So you, you so there's a, uh, a fence. The fence protects them, but they they get whatever they can reach, they reach? of yeah. the turkey's cap. So it's kind of a strange, you know, you got a, a border, a uniform border, but it's uh, <laughs> got like eight, in, eight inches between the fence and the yeah. plants. I tried to convince Forrest Appleton. I said, 
Well, they're just pruning them back, you know. Yeah. Uh, that should be a good thing. Mm-hmm. No, he wouldn't buy Forrest it. wasn't going for that? No, he didn't go for that. Uh, but anyway, we'll keep keep thinking about it. But uh, anyway, the uh, guess okay. what's on sale? What's on today? sale? Today and this weekend, I guess. Yes. 18-inch terracotta pot. Makes a lovely Christmas a present. Fe- I got a feeling these are going to be the last sale on those terracotta pots because I think the supply is getting low. But they're uh, uh, on sale for $40 each or three for 100 Wow. And uh, I, I'm thinking I'm going to get some and put uh, alyssum in it on the back oh that'll be nice porch yeah that'll be a good size for a listen yeah because it'll be a big enough reservoir that they'll be yeah they'll do do well and those things i was doing a little write-up on those or doing looking for a write-up on those uh, because you know they were one of them was named a texas superstar and uh I, I can't remember the name of it, though. Can you? The uh-huh. selection? What's that, an alyssum? Do what? An alyssum was? Yeah. Okay, I'll look it up. Well, <laughs> no, do you? Is, it is an alyssum, but it's supposed to, it's a hybrid alyssum. But it's got a, it's got a tough name. Tough uh-huh. name to yeah, remember. Yeah. The, Google knows everything. It said, uh, <laughs> uh, I found one of Calvin's articles. Recent articles, October 6, 2003. <laughs> and, uh, 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm glad we started putting your stuff on, on Flat Answers, because <laughs> it's helpful sometimes. White stream. But it, yes. Good work, Milton. Well, I can't take credit. <laughs> Cal- but that, that seems like it shouldn't be so hard to remember, but I... Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was some exotic name, but White Stream, isn't it? Yeah. Said, uh, Calvin starts out saying, winter annuals for color. Time to plant most of the cool weather blooming are annuals. Petunias, snapdragons, dianthus, stocks, calendulas, and alyssum, and ornamental kale. Uh, if they're planted now, and that's uh, like I said, first of October. So uh, he mentioned the lesson there, but I then I got to looking for a write-up on a lesson I couldn't find. Whether on all the listings, that's because they don't call. <coughs> excuse me, they don't call it. Listen, they call it Lobelia. Oh, yeah. Lobelia. That, do you remember that was the, that what they call those flowers that get real blue in Alaska? Yeah. That way that I <laughs> was uh, flabbergasted by uh, that whole show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, uh, Lobelia. So, Lobelia. Uh, so it's uh, one of the 2015 Texas Superstar plants. 
uh, I tested those and got they got my picture over, over here with of of them and they're spectacular. Uh, and they said White Stream is a new type of alyssum that will survive the heat of Texas summers. They don't mention. I always think of alyssum in the winter, uh, down here in the winter. And uh, well, it kind of disappeared after the the freezes. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if the nurseries just re- reorganized and and they just. Uh, didn't they include that in their uh, current growing list? Yeah. Uh, I looked to see if these alyssum out here were labeled as Labilia. Uh, Labilia. White stream. And uh, they talked about, they said, alyssum has traditionally been a cool season plant. That's right. That's the way I remember it. But uh, it's been happy, happy in summers up north where it's cool. Here we grow it in the fall as a winter plant, and it will usually survive the winter in protected location. White Stream, that's a new, new variety name, it's a hybrid, new hybrid. It's just a whole new thing. In fact, it won't tolerate freezing temperatures at all. Well, <laughs> I got one of my pictures that that I took of a white stream out here at the Botanical Garden with ice all over it. Two, 2007, I think. But white stream, it, it, in fact, it won't tolerate freezing temperatures at all. I think it will. Maybe, maybe up north. Was it... But I think here on a regular winter, if we ever have a regular winter again, we were bragging on its heat. Was it heat tolerance that we were bragging on? Yeah. It and uh, when I took these beautiful pictures of it, I was sweating. It was at the botanical garden, and I was sweating. So it was. It was. It does take the heat, but I'm pretty sure it takes it. Two minutes. Oh, did you did you <laughs> think he was flipping us the bird? Chair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be one minute. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the interesting thing, uh, uh, the uh, they have a white uh, with all of this. Them, I guess they have a white, and they call it a red. It's more like a dirty red. Huh? Oh, and. Uh, but the white always out outshines oh, it big I li- time. I like that purplish color though. That the, when it's uh, you're right. There's a shorter bloom period, but it's very attractive at time at, when it's blooming too. You hear that? What? How many fingers am I holding up, Kevin? <laughs> anyway, the ones ones we have out here. Uh, alyssum or uh, white right and uh says it you make it used as a ground cover in landscapes and produces fragrant flowers all summer but peter uh, pemberton said it can also be grown in large pots 
as a patio plant. We're going to take a oh, yeah, take a break. take a quick break. Yeah, come take back a break. I'm going to go take a break. Yeah. Okay. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on nine thirty a.m. The answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, sitting on the porch on a pleasant day. Uh, here at Millburgers, not too cold at 1604 on Bull Road. It is overcast, so that kind of makes it a little easier to, to spend some time shopping, getting a Christmas tree uh, or um, a living Christmas tree or a fresh cut or a poinsettia or anything that you need for the holidays or some beautiful cyclamen. I was telling Calvin, I don't think you, I think you were inspecting the vegetables, uh, that uh, my cyclamen is still doing well. <laughs> I think, despite everyone's prediction, and uh, what what plant is cyclamen? Oh yeah, yeah. So I thought they were more fragile. They're they're kind of taking a they're 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 doing okay. Yeah, taking my tough growing condition, my tough love. <laughs> well, we really haven't had anything to challenge them as far uh, as cold weather is concerned. You know, I wanted to talk to Trace about that. We may wait till he comes back up, but. Uh, that is, is it time to start thinking about getting that? If I don't have one already, getting that uh, Christmas cloth. Tree? No, the cloth to, oh, cover, yeah, yeah. to cover the plants. Yeah. Uh, a while ago, I was talking about alyssum and uh, what that conversation was leading up to. They've got these uh, containers on sale, three for $100. Mm-hmm sell $40 a piece and uh, they're regularly $64 a pot and so uh, and they've also got for sale uh, nature's creation organic compost with mycorrhiza mm-hmm. now I gotta ask Tracer are uh, they supposed to keep this in the garage? You wouldn't want to bring those mycorrhizae in the house. I think this this particular mycorrhizal fungi is okay. Is okay? Uh, okay. Yeah, I think so. Maybe I don't know. Uh, what, what, poor Trace heard it. He's coming over. What 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 would uh, <laughs> the in, insect man think about that? I think I think Warren would be okay with it too. But we'll ask Trace as he comes over. Maybe. Oh, you are the only fun guy here, yes. <laughs> but apparently you have micro Are you a mycorrhizal fun guy? I, I'm just a fun guy. Okay. I'll, I'll take all of it. Jerry Jerry needs to be yeah. soothed and uh, consoled uh, about the mycorrhizal fun guy that's yeah. in the nature's uh, creation organic the, compost. I always worried they'd get loose in the house. Yeah, well. I don't think anybody's dusting their carpet with compost. That's uh. true. <laughs> I think it's okay. Yeah, but don't I'm, you you worry too much. Find something I'm, else to worry about. Since it's on sale, you know. Why why do I like mycorrhizal fungi? In general, they allow a root system to bring water from a further distance. Oh, really? So they, they'll it's a symbiotic relationship. So, say you have a three inch root, 
and that fungi gets on the on the root now you have a six inch root and it helps the plant bring moisture and stuff from a further distance well it's kind of ironic because it its ability to hold water utilize water is increased but it also the drainage is increased so it's kind of a strange hmm. relationship so would that be good for, it'd be good for a pot Sure. Could you use the, the compost in the pot? Okay. Any, anytime you want a, a, a more adapted root system, doesn't matter whether it's pot or the ground, you double your root system capacity of bringing in nutrients and water. Maybe, okay. not, maybe not double, but it certainly increases. I can't believe you're a bad mouth in that. I didn't bad mouth. You know, I just said I was just... worried about putting it yeah. in my garage. That's uh, okay. But I might buy some. I might get some. Some of that to put in my 18-inch terracotta pot. He's very excited about these. I'm, I'm thinking. Are there enough for him to get three? <laughs> uh, there's about 100 left. Okay, good. Oh, okay. I'm tired of looking at them. Uh, <laughs> so I imagine this will be the last time they'll be on special, right? Pro- probably. <laughs> okay. Depends on how quickly they go. So I better... I better get my three now for $100. Mark this word. And I, I do have another deal around the corner. Ooh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now he's going to hesitate. Yeah, now he's going to hesitate. Uh, <laughs> he shouldn't have said anything. It's going to be a, a heavier for him to move. I'll just leave it like that. <laughs> it's so going to be a heavier what? It'll be a heavier pot. So oh, He's, he's okay. not going to want to move it. Okay. Okay, but uh, I'm thinking about uh, getting some of that. Organic compost with the micro with micros in there. I'm about, should I put a cage around that thing? It's okay. Stop, don't let, don't let them get out if, of here. If you're growing a tomato, the answer is yes. There you go. If you're not, the answer is no. It's okay. You're thinking too much. You're worried too much. Uh, I worry find, about them little micro. Find, find something else to worry See, about. Spider Man has. A warn me Why don't you work, focus on those flies that are in your house biting you, and then, <laughs> then you can worry about the microrises. Okay. Uh, you promise. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I come up here one day and got micro <laughs> Covered in mycorrhizal fungi. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm thinking about, you know, now that we can get off on, out on the patios and things, mm-hmm. to take some of the, take three of those pots... Fill them up with that uh, organic compost with microbes. If I can keep them in there, I hope they don't Stop jump it. out. Stop it! Oh, Stop breaking your thought. And then <laughs> uh, my epitaph is going to say, "What a fun guy!" That's right. With a with a GUI or GI. GUI. Okay. <laughs> anyway, plant them with. Uh, listen. Plant them where they listen, and they'll drape over the pot and uh, be, be super fragrant all, mm-hmm. all summer. I mean, all winter. But reading the description of the one that's a Texas superstar, uh, he emphasizes their heat tolerance. You know, better, better heat tolerance than a listen. That's what he says. Because they're they're a hybrid, super hybrid. Which one are we talking about? White Stream is a new type of alyssum that will survive the heat of Texas summers, says Dr. Brent Pemberton. 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 So you're talking about uh, Lobularia. There you White go. White Stream yes. Lobularia. But uh, 
Yeah. It's not the same as this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, I took the pictures that they used on the write-up on it. You need to light a fire under that one grower to get him to grow it, because he didn't grow it at all last year. Yeah, start lighting fires. He, he grew a different color, but he didn't grow that one. I don't it's, like that color. That, well, it's, not, it's not about what you like. It's about what customers <laughs> like. <laughs> well, that's we, the same thing. We'd only carry tomatoes and spinach if you... Yeah, if you no. yeah that's the truth. Do you uh, have kale? No, Jerry doesn't like it. <laughs> okay, but anyway... Uh, where was I? Uh, yeah, they, they emphasize that uh, alyssum is... Uh, for the winter, for the winter, and this new one that they got that was made a Texas superstar in uh, 03, I think it was. But, no, it was sooner than that. It's like within the last 10 years. Yeah, this article is written uh, in 2015. Yeah. Okay. This is oh this that's the headline too. He are we talking about the same one? Yeah, yes. Finally, oh. we're all on the same page. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. But uh, we you notice that when you see that, uh, only the white one is recommended. Is a Texas superstar. Okay. Why is that? I don't know. Because the white one blooms three times more than the purple one. Oh, okay. There's a pink, too. Oh, wow, there's a pink. (laughs) He's making that up. Speaking of different... Three times. Oh. It blooms more, but I don't think it's three times. Oh. Well, here's some... I I like the purple. Can you tell? Do you like the purple? Okay. If it takes a summer heat and continues to bloom, I could see it being three times because the other ones crash and burn. When does the uh, when do blue bonnet transplants come in? Oh, Jerry, I'm supposed to, we're looking at you now. Apparently, it should be ready. They should be ready now. Have you seen them on t- availability? No, but I'll go look again. Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> well, okay. You, you Poor Trace. You can you can wait till the break, Trace. We're okay. All right. Usually they call me. <laughs> what do they call you? Uh, oh dear! A lot of things. <laughs> okay, but uh, and let me know when that. Oh, I when see. the plants are going to be out here. But right. anyway. well, I was just curious because yeah, that your talk to blues and whites and all that made yeah clicked my brain to blue bonnets. <laughs> well, if I, if I can remember it, and if Trace can't find it on availability, I'll uh, call them. Next week, and a lot of the talk to the grower. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of the wildflowers are up. Blue curl is oh. growing up a storm. Oh, I got to check mine. And uh, uh, okay, okay, um, I want to say kale, but it's, uh, um, what 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 is the uh, bloom that grows with the blue curl in the spring? Takes over the snapdragons. Uh, the butterfly, the butterfly. Uh, um, it's not butterfly. It's a no bunny bloom. No bun, bunny bloom. Larkspur. Yeah. Oh, okay. No blue bonnets were on that availability. Okay, okay, not yet. All right. 
I'll have to call him. He's going to light a fire. I hope. I hope they. I hope they didn't lose him. That has happened. Mm, let's not talk about that. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We didn't bring up Trace. What's happening on December second and third? What's not happening on? Boy, December that's the truth. So, so we gonna, talked about tradition. Yep. This is a annual tradition. It is. Um, and historically, we do face painting. And guess what? Yes. We're going to do it. Woohoo! We historically do balloon art. Guess what? We're going to do it? We're going to do it. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> we are going to, we changed the food, I believe, to chili. Mm-hmm. Frito so, pie. Frito pie. So, me, that's chili. Okay. Uh, Who's then, doing that? Uh, that will be uh, Nature's Creation. They do a good job each year. They've, they've been a part of it for... And let's see, what else have we got? We got Santa. Uh-huh. And, and a photographer. So you get professional photos. Okay. Uh, on the spot. He does, them, he does them right then and there and hands it to you. Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And is that the $3, too, or is that different? Uh, um, we didn't discuss that, but that sounds like a good plan. Okay. That way we can donate more money. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else uh, we've got. Now, the now train. Pe- now people who are listening are cursing me, going, "Ah, oh, great! <laughs> it cost. Thanks, Milton. Thanks for nothing." Okay, sorry. I got the the, the got little red choo choo. Choo choo's gonna go, and it'll be Andrew. He won't be quite as vocal as he was. Uh, okay, well, you for can't. Halloween, but yeah, what, sca- what, what, scaring the little kids at Christmas is not good. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Look, they were bad people. They were bad. They got nothing from Santa. Uh, as, he, as he points to the porch. <laughs> don't don't um, be thinking of that idea. You were that your brain was going. Hmm, wait a minute, lumps of coal. Look at those lumps of coal. We'll have wassail. Okay. Yeah, this is Millburgers' world famous wassail, hot wassail. Yes. Um, I'm missing something. No so corn. Huh? Uh, let's see. It's we got picture. chili, Frito huh? pie, Frito pie, Frito pie. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think. You've got the wassail, hot chocolate. I'm trying to think. No, just wassail. So just the wassail. Santa, little red choo-choo running around the forest. Pictures. Uh, blue Santa. But what, that's, oh, yeah, the blue Santa. But that's program. all the time, all the way to, I don't know, like the 10th or something like that. Yeah. And, and I, uh, So unlike years past where we'd have a specific kid and they had specific needs, uh, this can be anything that you think a child would like. Yeah. And it will be delivered by the blue Santa army it's with the uh, uh the police department yes it's uh, sapds it's one of their programs and um it's uh, i think it was uh, like uh books was that pre you, or post mcmanus i don't know uh probably pre it's been a, it's an old program um mm-hmm. and there's toys mm-hmm. uh uh but if you go to the blue santa website they have suggestions on what you can bring it's pretty easy uh, and then you just bring them, and then the uh, Millburgers will, I guess, I'll pick them up on the 10th? Is that what you I said? I think so. Okay. Somewhere around there. So uh, we have a crate for all the smaller ones in by the register. Okay. Uh, with all that information. And then the larger items, because I'm sure people are going to be bringing bicycles and things. Obviously, we don't want to put that in a crate. No. So uh, we will put it in the two-story where it's protected and give it to Blue Santa when they come. Yeah, now I don't want to keep you from coming in earlier, but I think this is the, one of those traditional days where they they know it's going to be, you know, the, I guess that's the uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving weekend, right? Correct. And that's traditionally when it is. Yes. And people are going to, they, they come in to get all their Christmas stuff then. We It should be a busy day. Yeah, it should be. 
Um, what about the the Christmas boutique? Anything uh, kind of fun? You got? Oh, there's all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah, in, including some stuff that I made. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What'd you make? Uh, Christmas trees. I don't know how to describe it. Okay, they're in there now. They're in, there's I a couple see in there now. I've got I've got some more coming. Okay. But they're all made from recycled cedar, so they look good and they smell good. Huh. And then my wife put a little touch with a candle and stuff, so it's it's kind of a. If you don't have space for a big tree and you, and you don't want an artificial tree, this could almost stay up year round. Okay. Sort of. Did you have a question? Oh, you're waiting for. Okay. Oh, there's one behind the building too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Either way is. Oh yeah. Go around this way. That's easier. All right. Here. Um, you can tell we're doing a live show and that we're we're really live here so at the direct, nursery. Directing to the bathroom. Yes, we get a lot of those questions. That. Yeah, people will come up and my, my grass we, has got this spot in it. And where's your restroom? Uh, <laughs> we, we position y'all to take those questions. Is that right? Yes. Where the sign is gone? No, where's the sign no, up? No, just right a little there. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. We should probably get new training about every two years on that. <laughs> oh, we know where the restroom is. Trust me, we know where all of the restrooms are here in Melbourne. <laughs> all right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Let's take this opportunity to take a quick break and come back in a moment. Uh, give us a call, tell us what's going on. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Gardening South Texas. Y'all can be talking in a second. 210-308-8867. But right now we're going to open up those phone lines because we have Eb and Prusky of Prusky's Market there in Atkins, Texas on the line with us. Hi there, Edmund. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing real well, Milton. How are you guys today? We are doing nice. It's actually a nice day. It's just there's a little coolness in the air. The overcast means that, yeah, you don't have to worry about the sun. So, yeah, how are, how's it in your neck of the woods? Well, we're we're good. We're busy. Everything's good. Everybody's getting ready for Thanksgiving, so it's a busy weekend, and things are looking good. We're very good. All right. Well, let's talk about Prusky's Market One. Why is what makes Prusky's Market unique? And then we're going to get to that Thanksgiving thing. Well, you know, it's the personal touch, guys. We'll, customers will call in, and we get to visit with them on the phone. We've got a lot of call-in orders ready for Wednesday pickup, Tuesday, and uh, everybody's got that personal touch when they come in we like to take special care of all of our customers and make sure they're well pleased and satisfied with our products our smoked turkeys all done in-house they're excellent our hams we just pulled them out of smokehouse had another batch come out friday Ooh, wow. ready week and all freshly smoked cured ready to go so uh prime rib also got some prime rib roast going out for the uh the folks that uh, don't want the turkey or something besides turkey to go with it. So we've got some prime rib roast uh, on the board ready to go out on Wednesday. So what do folks do that want to get that? They just call in and put a reservation in? They go online? You bet. No, well, you can order them online. I was just looking a while ago. We got three orders in today online, so we're going to ship those on Monday. We've got uh, one going to Maryland. I've got one going to Victoria, one going to Corpus. Wow. That we haven't put together yet. We'll hopefully get them put out. But uh, call in. Just call the store, 210-649-2151. Ask for the market, or the girls up front can take your order, and we'll get a name and a number. 
make sure we've got everything straight. If there's any questions, we'll certainly call them back and make sure we've got exactly what they're looking for. So it's radio. You get to give that number twice, 210. 649-2151. 2151 or com. And, right. uh, yeah, that's so that's pretty cool. So it's not too late then if people are worried about yep. it. No, not too late. We've got quite a few smoked turkeys in-house. Uh, a lot of them are already spoken for. We've got those orders pulled in the back, customer's name on them. We've got the rest are out in front of the store, and our uh, staff will help you pick one out. And they're good to go. Hams will be uh, spiraling them Monday morning. We'll be turning these fresh hams on the spiral slicer and glazing them and getting them ready for the Thanksgiving table. So 210-649-2151, right? Correct. I'm, I'm getting a, someone back at the station is asking for the number again, so I wanted to, to give it to Perfect. them. So are you going to have uh, the, uh, this, the fixings, too? I know the answer to this, but I'll ask you. Yeah, we do. We make our cornbread stuffing. Uh, we've got a lot of orders for that, and we do a cranberry chutney that is super popular. Uh, a lot of those ordered. Of course, we fix some green beans. People will pick that up, but the stuffing is the main thing. Gravy with it if you want. So we've got some roasted turkeys that we'll be uh, roasting this week where people simply heat them up and eat them up. So if you need a roasted (laughs) bird, give us a call because uh, Monday will pretty much be the cutoff. So we can have the birds thawed out, get them roasted and ready for pickup on Wednesday or Tuesday. All right. Well, now we're going to get personal. Talking to Edmund Prusky of Prusky's Market. Had the stuffed pork shop, loved it. And, in fact, if that's the cornbread dressing, wow. That's, Is that the yeah, cornbread dressing? Oh, man, that's good. Oh. Yes, we're, we're proud of that. Ooh, I could yeah, just girl, eat a meal of the girl. cornbread dressing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're good. You can make a meal off of that. You bet. Um, so I had that now, and I've had the um, the chicken kebab with chicken with the bacon wrapped with uh, the peppers. Uh, I didn't get the hot one. I just got the green and the red. Well, what else? Good. What's the next thing on? I have to get? Well, we've got the stuffed pork chops. You ought to get some of the stuffed quail. We've got some uh, stuffed quail. You bet. For our d'oeuvres, our Texas Twinkies. We've got jalapeno with cream cheese brisket. Our smoked brisket is laid on top, and then we wrap that with bacon. You put it out on the grill, and it's the the bacon wrap, jalapeno, cream cheese, and brisket, and that Texas Twinkie, and they are awesome. Mm, man. So my wife has a smoker. Is there a way to make the bacon crispy? You know, you'll have to turn it up. If you want the bacon crispy, you'll have to get a higher temperature once your product is done. Watch your cook temp and then really turn it up at the end to crisp the bacon. It will get done at a certain temperature. 165 is a done uh, fully cooked product. But to crisp bacon, it has to be a lot hotter so you want to take that smoker all the way up and finish it off with a very high temperature, whatever you can get, 400 degrees. You don't want it to turn black, but you turn it and get a good crisp on it with a high temp on a smoker. So you're going to try that tonight, Trace? I'm going to try it. Okay. But let me phrase that. My wife's going to try it. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't let me near anything that cooks. Oh, okay. I get to eat it. Oh, you know, we could do special. We have a fully cooked bacon that we use for our... Uh, Armadillo eggs, which is the jalapeno just stuffed with the cream cheese, and our sausage is mixed in it. And that bacon is fully cooked. So give us a call and say, hey, I'm going to put it on a smoker. Could you wrap it in the fully cooked bacon? And we can do that for you. 
Well, that's a good point because at, at Brewski's, I mean, if you have a custom thing that you want, um, they, they'll do it. I mean, they, it may be a quantity that you have to buy, but gosh, yeah. I mean, I had friends that didn't want salt because of uh, high blood pressure, and they Correct. called Edmund, and he took care of it. They did flavorful, yeah. good. Breakfast sausage, anything that you're looking for with a low salt or even no salt, we can add the flavor profile, and then you can control whatever salt you want on that product. Uh, we do have a limit of 25 pounds for these orders, but uh, we can certainly put that together for you. That's what really sets us apart is to be able to customize anything it is that you're looking for. All right. And then you've got the Yanta meats and everything. Yeah, fresh beef, you bet. We've got uh, carcass cooler, a bunch of carcasses hanging, so our prime rib are coming off of those, as well as some uh, high-end choice. That we have in the house, so we've got a bunch of prime rib in the house ready for that. Plus, people are starting to ask about uh, Christmas and Christmas boxes, so we ship a lot of gift boxes. We also have companies that will come in and, and get something maybe for their employees or for their customers, steak boxes or jerky boxes with uh, our dried products, snack sticks, mm. dried sauce, jerky in a gift box, and then steak combos for our gift boxes. Uh, mm. Very popular for Christmas. Calvin's upset because of the he wants like the Swedish sausage Christmas. The potato. Well, I, just, I, I just remember in the uh, the old days. The how about the military? Oh yeah, you we, bet. we do a lot. If you want to send something for Christmas, if you have family members that are stationed away and they're not home, and you want to send that box, our shelf staple items are jerky, snack sticks, dried sausage ships very well, doesn't need refrigeration, all beef to go into certain countries that have, uh, uh, you can't ship pork into some of the countries, depends where your family is located, but for the most part, we ship for military all over the world, and it's a good time to do it now, so they'll have it in time for Christmas. Works great in the backpacks, and they're out on mission, or patrol, or what have you, our snacks and turkey are a great addition to the guys' uh, boxes for the gift boxes. Have we already talked about boudin? No. I'm not sure. I we think I... Boudin. We don't make our own boudin, but we have boudin from the best stop in Louisiana that we carry. So we do have a very good boudin in-house. We don't make a boudin. We do something similar. It's a Polish. It's called Lelita, and it is uh, very similar to boudin. It's not as spicy, perhaps, and it has uh, one we do with grits. And the other one has rice, and the pork is all cooked and stuffed and mixed with the rice or grit and stuffed into a sausage casing. It's all remind me what boudin is. Boudin is is a Cajun style sausage with rice in it, or uh, Mm -hmm. they have different flavors and varieties of boudin. But boudin is typically a uh, like a scrapple you might be familiar with that has uh, rice in it. Very good, very spicy. It's really good. Yeah, but yeah, we did our uh, we do a gator leg actually. Our, our gator legs is a pork tenderloin, and we have boudin stuffed into the gator leg. It's seasoned up with a, a Cajun spice bacon wrap. Put that on the smoker, and they are great. And it's there you a pork go. Boudin stuffed do in. Do you it. do you have blood boudin? No blood sausage. Nope, we don't uh. have a blood. Sausage. <laughs> and then can. Can you uh, dispel some things I've heard or, or say it might be correct? 
Wag, Wagyu beef? Wagyu, Wagyu beef? beef. Yes, sir. What makes that so special? It's a heavy marbling in Wagyu beef. It's a, a Japanese beef. There's a couple of different types of, of Wagyu. It is an Asian uh, line of cattle, and they're extremely heavily marbled to the point of being 40% marbling with 60% protein in it. These animals, it takes over three years for them to grow to that point with, where they're harvested. We do some work for some Wagyu people, actually, that, that sell Wagyu beef. We have access to Wagyu. If you want Wagyu for Christmas, we can certainly get that in for you. And uh, it's just an extremely top-end, heavily marbled. If you like lean meat, you will not like Wagyu. Mm. But it's like that heavy, marbled, beefy taste. You might want to give it a try. It's there very you go, Trace. But, uh, you, you know, you can't eat just a whole lot of it because it's very rich. Well, people say I'm heavily marbled, so I, it's the first time I've heard that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, absolutely. We worked hard to get to this. Yeah. Well, Edmund Prusky, tell us how to get to Prusky's there and how to, how to contact you. You bet. We're located out on Highway 87. We're about six miles outside of Loop 410. Three miles inside of 1604 on Highway 87. The address is 10140 Highway 87, and we're in Atkins. You would take the Rigsby exit off of 410 or come on in on 97, or give us a call, 210-649-2151, or go to PruskysMeatMarket.com. Thank you, Edmund. I got one more question. Oh, Trace has one more question. Hang on. How do, how do you extend the life of jerky? I've tried it in sealed bags, I've tried it in the refrigerator, and I still only get like five days before that little white fungus grows on it. Put it in a paper bag. Don't put it in plastic Okay. and put it in the refrigerator. It won't grow a fungus if you don't leave it in the plastic. Just saran wrap it and pop it in the freezer. Uh, that little fungus, sometimes it's not a fungus. It will tend to salt out. The salt will come to the surface. And if you look at it, if it's uh, mold or mildew, you can tell real fast. But if it's a like a crystallized look, it'll be salt on there. But store your jerky in a paper bag or leave it in a paper bag on the counter. Now, it will get drier in the house. You have your AC and things working, but it'll it'll last a long time that way. We do vacuum pack for people, and you can just throw it in the freezer, and it'll last a long time. And if we do smaller packages for you, we gas flush them and seal them. But once you open that package, you'll need to set it out on the countertop, uh, Leave it in a paper bag and put it back in the fridge instead of a plastic bag, and it won't do that. All right. Cool. Thanks, Edmund. You're welcome, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Edmund. You bet. All right. Adios. Bye. Thanks for having us. Edmund Bruski at Bruski's Market. All right. Cool, man. So, Edmund. So I, so I, have I was worried the... that Edmund, you know, it's a, I, I didn't have any. I had confidence, but it's like, okay, what's Trace? Com- Edmund knows his stuff. Uh, I'm just wondering, <laughs> do, I, do I have a week to come up with some more of my questions? When, yes. when are we going to talk to him We'll again? talk to him in a couple of weeks. Okay. All right. Come up with more questions. I want to hear what happens with the uh, the um, smoker and the bacon. All right. 210-308-8867. What's happened here with the uh, – do you have bacon plants? That'd be great. If you had bacon plants, they'd be bacon so Bacon doesn't grow on trees. Uh-huh. Wish it did. I sure do, too. <laughs> I, that'd be the only tree we'd sell. Jerry would definitely be eating the bacon plants. He Maybe not with kale. But he would 
If, we, if bacon grew on trees or oh, in little? Oh, yeah. Okay. 210-308-8867. All right, how do we get focused again? Uh, let's see. Um, we talked about all the stuff. Oh, so what is in the in in the greenhouse? Oh, yes, sir? Uh, oh, no, I was going to ask the same question about uh, what's... We've had a lot of uh, special things that we've talked about, Christmas trees and um, cyclamen and all, but uh, we've seen a few things come out of the greenhouse that have been pretty well, still, exciting. Still too. a great selection. Uh, lots and lots of indoor plants to choose from. We did have to skinny up a little bit to have room for the poinsettias and the Christmas cactus, yeah. but it's still probably the best selection in town. Um, cyclamen, have we got uh, some uh, orchids? In there too. Uh, there are orchids and, and our orchid supplier was just here like 20 minutes ago so oh. we might have more than I think we have good and there that that's another spectacular present you get by the you buy those for a present and you they'll be good until you know until you get to, to, to grandma's or whoever you're gonna deliver it to yeah get it get it now here at Millburgers and then a couple of weeks when you're going to go visit, you you'll have it ready. Let's see. Did you mention Christmas cactus and? Oh, that's right. I we saw have one lots. Of What's that? We have lots. Good. So basically, any Christmas plant that I'm. Amaryllis, we've got. Oh yeah, did the yellow ones come in? So that was a misnomer. Oh. They were gold waxed, so it's apparently a wax that's gold, not the amaryllis. Oh, okay. But are they? They're they're here, but they're not. They're not what I was thinking. Oh, was. okay. Sorry, I brought it up. I was uh. watching one of your staff, Trace, working with a, a very industrious with the wreaths over there. Uh, she's now resting her back, but uh, that's quite a job. Those are be- uh, beautiful and a lot of material involved in putting those things together. I'm looking online for the gold waxed. Okay. It, it turned out to be red blooming varieties. But yeah, that's what it looks like, the yeah. pictures they show. I was surprised too. They're still pretty. 210 308. I'm just looking at them. You can look at them too, and then we have them if they, right, if they, <laughs> yes, they're okay. Uh, do we have any other? Because uh, I think we had a, a nice burnt orange uh, amaryllis. There was amaryllis. Uh, you do have the orange one. All right. Uh, as well as a red, and I think a white, and a pink. Okay. Uh, I think there's still some tulips left. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's some hyacinths left. And we've got the uh, bearded iris or German mm-hmm. iris, and those are actually on sale. Yeah. And they are a new variety that we've never had before. All of them are new varieties. Um, they are rebloomers. So it's not just once a year they bloom. Okay. Like traditional bearded iris. So I'm going to suggest the name Double Dutch Iris because they bloom more than once. Okay, well, there is a Dutch iris, so you're going to confuse people. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> are these not the Dutch iris? No. Oh, okay, what, which iris? These are, are? These are flags. Oh, okay, uh, flags. German iris. German iris, okay. Then that my, my stupid play on words does not work. Yeah, you should know the Louisiana iris, Milton. What? Well, there's a Louisiana iris. Is too. there? Do we have the Louisiana iris? <laughs> not Probably not. Not by that name. Oh, okay. Not here. Uh, not this time of the year. Ooh, what a good price, too. Four for $20 on the reblooming bearded irises. What about the, uh, the, you got a special on the stocks in a container, and then you've got the regular 
stocks in four inch grit. So, and if you're looking for that fragrance, we've talked about it before today, but that they're hard to beat. And this has been a spectacular year for them too. So, if you uh, get them, get them out in full sun. Uh, keep them watered, and they'll they'll be in you know, full blooming pretty quick. I, I plant them every year around my mailbox, but I just can't bring myself to cut back the Blackfoot Daisy. Mm. It looks so big and beautiful. Really, rather than a stock, maybe a lazy. I don't know. My, yeah. my wife hasn't demanded it yet. Uh, it's coming. <laughs> well, that's that, I have a little problem with that too. With zinnias and snapdragons, I have a tendency to plant them or or our oh what's your what's your favorite uh what the what the begonias oh yeah i have a tendency when they're declining i don't pull them out or throw them away or anything i just i plant the snapdragons or there the cyclamen in there so that i i just can't bear to take them out and mm-hmm. i think everybody has a some of those favorite flowers that Get a place no matter what, even if it's not the right time of the year. Um, yeah, and our Whopper is still doing great. Yeah, I they've, they've, they've perked up again, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, they took a they took a they're lot really, of heat in that cold wind. They're really tall. They're like six feet. And the foliage—they're not six feet. They're like maybe eighteen inches. Okay. Foliage—you <laughs> you're really get chastised. <laughs> foliage is recovered, and the blooms are uh-huh. perked up. Yeah. Uh, did you did your Blackfoot Daisy come back every year? Is it a perennial? So, I think I had to replant three this past year, but the bulk of them came back. Yeah, some, some of them even came back from below the planter. It was kind of strange. Yeah. So, so you don't have any my, trouble with my them. mailbox planter melting. Oh, so okay. it's raised up. So I actually had them coming out of the crack between the cement and the wood. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, very interesting. Okay, you know that's a Texas native. Well, it's a good-looking Texas native. Yeah, yeah. Can't say yeah. that about all of them, but <laughs> you can see it. You can going up through uh, Vanderpool and up in that area uh, through uh, Bandera. You can see them all along sides of the road, growing mm. in solid rock. David, are you listening? Could be a Texas superstar. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a Texas. No, it's not, but it could be. Could be. Yeah. It should be. Yeah, isn't, they, isn't, they, isn't that the one though that they have trouble with overwatering? Well, all not, all not at my house. All natives do that. Uh, Remember when we but, used to do it at the uh, rodeo? Yeah, yeah. It seemed like, or or I guess, I guess that was um, some of the some of the herbs too that we yeah. we couldn't resist watering, and so they. It didn't uh, last long. Yeah, I think they've made some selections out of that. Uh, that uh, pr- probably Trace is talking about. But, uh, yeah, that's a Texas native. Uh, <coughs> I have at one time stopped alongside the road to dig them up. Hmm. Because, like, like I said, they're perennial. You and Paul. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, they they they're reblooming, and uh, but I think the ones they got now, you know, a lot of Texas natives were domesticated uh, by 
seed companies and uh, also foreigners like uh, the Japanese came over here and collected uh, uh, Lysianthus, uh, the uh, blue, blue, Texas bluebell. Texas bluebell. And, and they, now, went, they went for ice cream, Milton, and they couldn't resist them all planted in the front. <laughs> Is that right? I, last time I went there, it was loaded. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah the, but the, the ones you buy now are the ones you can get from seed now came from Texas by, from the Japanese. Huh. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and while we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, Evelyn, is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey there, Evelyn. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, except I like warmer weather, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get cooler, too, but I hate yeah, to be there. That's, that's a bad word. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Are you in stuff on any yet? Or what's that? Onion sets. They're not in. Onion. Onions? Oh, yeah. They uh, are in. Oh, no, I'm not I'm not sure. And Trace just walked away, so maybe he'll come back up and... Okay. Uh, did you see any out there? No. Well, surely he would have told him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mary, we... are there any onions? They're coming next week. Oh, Mary not says... Not until next week. Yeah, yeah onions are coming next week. week. Okay. And I have a question for you guys also, or a, a solution. My son-in-law has a problem with something eating his broccoli and cauliflower. Just eats the mills out, the good, the goodies. So squirrel? It, that's not a rabbit, is it? It's a squirrel, yeah, a rabbit. You think that he wouldn't just eat the leaves that he'd just dig in the middle? Yeah. Oh, the rabbit wouldn't eat the leaves? Uh, so, so what's happening again, Evelyn? Tell us again what's happening. They're eating the middles out of the heads. Uh, oh, okay. I think you said. Yes, out of the broccoli and the cauliflower. Yeah, uh, that's probably a squirrel. You think uh, so, huh? Because, okay. uh, you know, uh, sometimes that if, that if you were fertilizing that stuff real well, that... Uh, Broccoli and cauliflower get uh, so big, I doubt if a rabbit can get up in there. Well, that's what now, I thought also. Now, uh, let's see. The uh, the uh, yeah, that that uh, you sh- you shouldn't let them. You shouldn't really let them eat that broccoli because it gives the meat a, a bad flavor. Okay. It's more nutritious meat, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I'd rather have the broccoli. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you have a little shotgun that you use around there? Uh, Yes, he has a pellet gun for those things. Uh, I and he has a did. trap. I'm going to suggest a trap, set a trap out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. you could... You could trap them, and there would be no more nutritious. Squirrels would. Yeah. I got one yesterday, so. Hmm. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, they, you you need to share your nutritious greens with uh, the animals. Okay. And I tried uh, 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 Lieutenant's broccoli last year, and I was kind of disappointed. I liked the other one. Um, what do they have now? Green. Which one, Severlin? The broccoli. What What, what do they have now? Uh, which broccoli do Lieutenant. Have? Green Magic. Green Magic. Well, uh, I didn't care for the Lieutenant. I don't know. It didn't do very well for me last year, so I don't know what the problem was. But anyhow, I uh, thank you guys. Thanks, Evelyn. Happy Thanksgiving, Evelyn. Yeah, happy yeah. Thanksgiving. Thank you, Cynthia. All right, you too. Okay. Bye-bye. James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Just fine. Uh, good to hear Evelyn's voice. Yeah, Hey, I too. got a, a quick one. I was really excited on my Choctaw pecan uh, because I started harvesting pecans a few weeks ago. And what I've noticed in the past... Hello? Uh-oh. I think we lost James. Where'd he go? I don't know. So it's uh, squirrels and rabbits. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't want any secrets about the pecans released. Uh-oh. Okay, James, we may need to talk with you tomorrow on that because uh, we lost you. You got cut off right in mid-sentence. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it was kind of weird. All right. Well, 210-308-8867, but I bet you James will call back. There you go. He's a good listener. Uh, looking at Calvin's uh, this week, uh, this week in the garden, uh, in today's paper, uh, page E4, in the San Antonio Express News, and he says, <laughs> uh, his last uh, entry is. Uh, Harvest up to one-third of the foliage of your individual vegetable greens every two weeks to meet your family's need and maintain the plant's production. It works well to mix most of the greens, such as kale, chard, cabbage, collards, Chinese cabbage, and spinach in dishes together. Yeah, that's a... High class way of, in restaurants they put down that put it out, put your salad down and a few you got all sorts of leaves in yeah there. a few pieces of spinach yeah uh, and beet beet greens is the other one that they give you kind of a token yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that's interesting because the thing about those greens uh, especially the ones you mentioned. Uh, and especially in Texas or in this area of Texas, those stupid things, will, uh, you need to mow them down with a lawnmower probably to keep them so short and uh, produce some tender leaves. But uh, they'll go right through the freeze. I mean, in almost in every, every house in Tennessee uh, has, when their garden kills down, they tomatoes and stuff they replant greens the whole garden in green and I always think who in the hell is going to eat all those greens because uh, they grow so well they're easy to get up 
and uh, very nutritious, but uh, a lot of green, especially yeah. if you try to eat one third of the foliage <laughs> of your planting. I think people plant too much, but I have seen them uh, plant a big area in the garden and uh, mow them down. It just takes a little bit of bacon if you got enough. Yeah, if you got bacon, you can it, eat a lot of greens. It takes a hog. Uh, <laughs> But uh, anyway, they're they're good. Uh, like I said, some people mow mow a third of huh. the garden down. See, I've never said that. And I never, let it re-sprout. I never saw that. I I'm always uh, trying to get people to get the maximum you can without reducing the yeah the plants, yeah. the production on the plants. Spinach is the hardest. You know, you're inclined to take. Almost all, whatever you can get on the spinach, yeah. but then it, it's not as fast to come back as collards or yeah. kale. Or yeah, I uh, I, I would, became impatient with uh, how slow spinach is. and the spinach we sell around here uh, is a is a hybrid that uh, fastest growing spinach you can get. And uh, it doesn't even compare to this Swiss chard out here. Oh, yeah. But the people like spinach better than they do Swiss chard, I think. But, uh, it's making me hungry. I know, between he and Prusky's. Yeah, that's right. The Prusky stuff was, we, uh, except most of those, I didn't know what they were talk, Trace was talking about. Oh, okay. Those dishes, but yeah. uh, some of them were good. Yeah, sound, it sounded <laughs> great. Uh as I was looking through the transplants out there, plenty of uh, green magic mm-hmm. uh, broccoli. That's the one we tested and found uh, probably one of the best in the fall, in the spring. You know, you, anybody can grow any broccoli in the fall because the weather's cool and uh, it, it likes a cool weather. But in the, in the spring, tougher, huh? Yeah, it's tougher. Well, we'll we'll talk more about that tomorrow. You've been listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. Thanks to Mark for doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.